The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, did it come down to a Robbie Gold field goal for you? Did you maybe have the 49ers DST and needed them to get in? Uh, Maybe you won on... KJ Osborne garbage time. That'd be a deeper league. Or how about you lost or maybe you won on the other side on the Brock Purdy kneel downs? Or maybe you still have Sunday night football and Monday night football before we determine your champion. Or maybe you're playing into week 18. If you are, we got your back next week. Welcome to the Sunday night recap here. Our last Sunday night recap of the season. We will not have one next week. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Heath Cummings. And all eyes are on the CBS Sports uh, and other industry expert uh, analysts. IDP League, where Heath Cummings is trying to go undefeated, and he is currently 50-50 in the projections. Woo! Heath, sweating over there. Yeah, made some terrible lineup decisions. Um, started Tyler Lockett over Brandon Cooks, so that's working out for me. Um, and I feel like I got 31 points from Christian McCaffrey, and I should have got more. <laughs> right? That guy was tackled inside the five, like 17. T- they might have tackled him inside the five more often than they tackled him anywhere else on the field. It was amazing. He played great today. He was he was spectacular. A monster. Great, yeah. And it was a and really you know what J- Jarrett Stidham was a lot of fun to watch play football yes. today. Thank goodness for that game because it was a pretty weak day of football. Otherwise, uh, not not exactly. Thank we thankfully we got the the college football playoff games, which were as good as it gets. But today's NFL was not so good. Not so good. Um, Dave, how you doing, man? I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. All right. I've winners? already lost. I've already lost two finals going into Sunday night. So um, a little sad about it, but life will continue. But you won well, at least. How are, yeah. How are you guys doing? How are all of your finals? Uh, I'm looking good in the Kings Classic against Dom Cinerino. Nice. I am probably going to lose to Doug Marone in the Yolo League. Uh, mm. He is a 53 percent favorite. Mm. I'm up uh, eight. Okay. A little less than eight. Seven point seven. 
with Joe Burrow and Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay. And he's got Josh Allen and Joe Mixon. So his IDPs went crazy. Mm. He uh, he had a really good game, good week from his IDPs to probably push him over the top. You know what the worst thing to happen to me in the IDP league was, Adam? The thing what? you cursed. The thing you cursed me over. What? You were sending me a text, you uh, bastard. Yeah. I was just getting ready to pick up Pete Warner. Yep. <laughs> well, he was active today. Um, taking off the injury report. Scored zero fantasy points for wow, me. Wow, really? Got me a zero. Wow. Yep. I don't think I called you a bastard. I think what I called calling? you something even worse than that. Okay. I think it was... I, Oh, uh, yeah, it was worse. It started with F. Okay, okay. let's go on. Let's go on to our <laughs> biggest winner of uh, of week 17. Dave, well, you know, we'll talk about week 17. We'll spin it forward a little bit to 2023. We'll see how this show goes. Dave, who's the biggest winner? You know, Cleveland might be home to Amari Cooper, and he didn't play at home this week, but he played in America's home, Washington, D.C., <laughs> and he came through with two touchdowns, one of them just the most ludicrous play that you could ever ask for. Just a little short pass, dodged a defender, tiptoed his way down the sideline, looked slow as molasses doing it. But he had two touchdowns and over 100 yards on three catches. I'm calling him a winner because he had a good game and probably was on the bench for a lot of people, but still a good game for Cooper. And he will get his rhythm down with Deshaun Watson, and I think that he's got a chance to have a very nice year in 2023. I told my nephew to bench Cooper for Drake London. I hope I'm still invited to family gatherings after that one. Uh, he was started in 70% of leagues, Amari Cooper. Um, I'm going to nominate Jared Stidham as the biggest winner. Just for, for one, for scoring 31 points, which is meaningless because basically, you know, I started in 1% of leagues. But for Devontae Adams having an amazing game, started in 95% of leagues. Josh Jacobs, I, I mean... Just the fact that Stidham was good and competent moving the ball. I mean, that was great for Jacobs Darren who Waller. had a goal line touchdown. Darren Waller, absolutely. I did not see that coming. No. So it was great. Pretty incredible. But how could we how could we even do this without the real big winner? And that's Mike Evans, who was an absolute nightmare for the last month, uh, erupting for three touchdowns and 207 yards against the beleaguered Panthers secondary. How, how could we not use him as the number one winner? Hey, man, I threw it to you. That's your bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this wee stuff is about. Yeah, 72% started Mike Evans' best game of his career. Um, does that performance do anything for you? They don't have to play. For, they're not playing for nothing in Week 18, so he might sit. But for 20, does, is this a big performance for you, or do you want to see what happens in the playoffs in 20, for 2023, Mike Evans? If you're asking me, which I guess you are because he's oh, not answering the question, uh, he's going to end up being a decent value pick. I would imagine that the 1,000-yard streak has a hard time continuing next year. I'm not sure who his quarterback's going to be. That's going to be a pretty huge part of this, too. Um, is it going to be Tom Brady? Is it going to be Kyle Trask? Is he even going to be on Tampa Bay? We're so, play a quick round of uh, Fantasy Feud. Can you name the top five wide receivers in the fantasy playoffs? So far. So the last three weeks. Hey, Adam. Fantasy. Yep. Mike Evans. <laughs> okay, Dave, you can try to beat that. Mike Evans is number three. Whoa. Um, oh, I know who it Justin is. Justin Jefferson doing enough in the previous No, you got to buzz up. You, that, no, he can't no, guess no, like that. No, Justin Jefferson. So, Adam, you want to pay I'm going to play. I'm going to play. Okay. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is number five. 
Oh, that's, this five. is where this is coming from with DJ Moore. Okay. Is this PPR scoring? Well, it's coming from Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin. <laughs> wow. Number seven. Number seven. Um, <laughs> uh, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Damn it. This is a lot harder when you're not hosting it, huh? Um, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Dave. Go ahead. What? You can you steal. What Devontae Adams did the first two weeks of yeah, the Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you, you can steal, Dave. You can steal. But do I have a good guess? It doesn't matter. I don't you have to know. guess. We just need a fast guess. We don't need a good guess. Yeah, I don't think I've got a fast guess or a good guess. Okay, so number one, C.D. Lamb. Number two, Devontae Smith. Number three, Mike Evans. Number four, A.J. Brown. Number five, D.J. Moore. So that went about as well as starting off our winners with Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> I win. <laughs> All right, two Eagles in the yeah. fantasy playoffs when their quarterback misses the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, and they both came through today, even though Minshew didn't have a very good game. So, Heath, who's the biggest loser of Week uh, 17? I mean, how would it feel to have your team make the playoffs for the first time since before you had children? And to have that day punctuated by you getting punked on the internet by (laughs) freezing cold takes. (laughs) I think it has to be Adam Azer getting freezing cold takes for making fun of Dan Schneier for predicting that the Giants would win nine games. Yeah. Dan's worst take. I think maybe you should leave the bad take lists to me, Adam. <laughs> so if you're confused, on August 11th, Dan Schneier tweeted that the Giants would go nine and eight. And I, repl- I quote tweeted it, nine wins for the Giants, Dan's worst take, five and 12. Today, at Old Takes Exposed, which is freezing cold takes, Put me on their list, and I finally made it, Mom. Good for me. And if you scroll up a little bit, scroll up a little bit to the person above me, uh, Schaefer. It is none other than the kid I went to high school with, <laughs> Josh Gad. It very, He's always one-upping you. Yeah. <laughs> so weird, like because we have mutual best friends, and I sent it to those guys, those guys. I was like, check out Josh and I getting old takes exposed on the same day. He predicted the Dolphins would win today. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Josh Gad, by the way, is Olaf from Frozen and many other awesome things he's, that he's known for. Very nice guy, too. So he had a much better career than you did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's not here with us right now. That's true. Biggest loser is Justin Jefferson, guys. What the heck? Well, I, I was going to say Kirk Cousins has to be among the biggest losers. Pretty much a must-start fantasy quarterback. Offensive line got depleted real quick for Minnesota. They lost starting center. One of the starting tackles, Green Bay went after Kirk Cousins. He was under pressure. Jair Alexander didn't necessarily erase Justin Jefferson, but they Cousins didn't really target him that much. Cousins really seemed to target only TJ Hawkinson and the Packers in the first <laughs> half. And uh, it ended up going very poorly for Kirk Cousins. Cost a lot of people their fantasy championships. And in turn, cost people who started Justin Jefferson uh, a fantasy championship as well. Does this eliminate him in any way from the conversation as the number one player next year, Jefferson? I, I don't think so. I started having feelings for Christian McCaffrey again this afternoon. <laughs> I'm sure, man. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah he's, he's absurd. And you know he's going to be on a really good run offense. It's just whether or not he gets hurt. I'll probably have it Jefferson 1, McCaffrey 2, Cup 3. Okay. Um, we have uh, off-season programming for you. Plenty of it. First of all, week 18 is a normal week for us, but we'll have to do some 2023 talk because not 
all that many people are playing into week 18, but it'll be a normal week for us. Um, and then after that, it's three episodes per week for the next several months, basically until the summer. Three episodes per week. I, you know, I consider us the most dedicated podcast out there. Everything will be on YouTube at youtube.com slash fantasy football today. But whether you watch or you listen, three episodes per week, probably Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, but it's to be determined. Um, while the playoffs are going on, we'll help you with DFS. We'll preview the games. We'll get uh, do some like playoff challenge stuff. So if you're playing on other websites or whatnot. And uh, of course, we'll talk about all the news, be a lot of coach firings and hirings. And maybe, we'll maybe be even there. a dynasty episode or, or plenty two. of dynasty talk. Please. <laughs> plenty of dynasty. And there's even talk about a fourth episode per week beyond the box score with me, Jacob, and Dan uh, to kind of continue that. News and notes Trevor Lawrence, not hurt, but he left early. He had a terrible fantasy game. They were up 28 to three. I mean, they tried. He just, they just ran the ball very, way, way too well. Uh, Nick Foles left just before halftime. Sam Ellinger came in, replaced him. Teddy Bridgewater left very late in the third quarter. Skylar Thompson might have to start a do-or-die game for the Dolphins next week. I'm sorry, are the Dolphins in with a win next week, or they need they need a Patriots loss? I believe well? they need help. Yeah, they need yep. a Patriots loss to the Bills. They they might need more than that now. Okay, they might. I I th- I don't know. It might depend on the Steelers actually tonight. Yes, that's why. Okay. James Conner left with a shin injury. Don't know if we'll see him next week at San Francisco. Josh Jacobs briefly left, then he came back. He missed actually a decent chunk of that game, um, but he ended up with a nice game. Jacoby Myers left late with a shoulder injury. Tyler Lockett barely played. He he came into the game hurt. He got hurt. What did he play, Dave? 22 snaps? 22 snaps, 13 routes. Tyler Lockett, total dud. It was, just to make me feel a little bit better, the injury he suffered in this game was entirely unrelated to the injury that he came in with. This and, wasn't like a, right. he wasn't healthy healthy enough to get through the game. He hurt something else. Yeah, and, hurt his leg. And Brandon, you, st- you sat him for you sat Cooks for him. It's not like Cooks did that well. Four points feels pretty big right now. <laughs> uh, let's see defense. I don't stuff. know. I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I'm just going to be a ball of nerves. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Chris was right about not starting anyone in the in the in the Monday night game, getting everything yeah. out of the way. Philadelphia defensive lineman Josh Sweat was carted off in the first quarter, so the tests came back uh, good on his neck, thankfully. But scary scene there. But he uh, hopefully he is okay. Marlon Mack left in the first quarter. Washington defensive tackle Jonathan Allen left. Sky Moore left. Saints offensive lineman Ryan Ramchick. Dave already mentioned the Vikings offensive line got beat up. Tyreek Hill was given a rushing touchdown, which only mattered, I guess, if you were starting Teddy Bridgewater or if you lost by one point in a PPR league with Tyreek Hill. But it looked like a pass from Bridgewater. It was a rush. Washington scored well, a touchdown. It was, thrown, a- it, was a, it was a throw that ended up going behind the right. line. Is it is it went a back. possible stat correction? I mean, we'll be able to look at it and, and see if it needs to be brought up to Elias' attention. Elias I start Teddy stats. Bridgewater. Yeah. Oh, so I, you're begging. I did too. So I, I would like to change that. To, you know who does that? Do we have? Let me see if I've got the film already. Uh, Washington scored We're on not a 21 bring it up to play them drive. If it's definitely, uh, you know, a lateral or behind pass. You know what I'm saying? So and there are a bunch of defensive news items that we don't really care about. And the Chiefs got a little banged up today too. I mentioned Sky Moore, but also Joe Tooney. Left with an ankle injury, and Legarius Sneed starting cornerback. He left with a uh, hip injury. Um, Did you and, see that? Yes, I saw that. Interception. He got lay, like Cortland Sutton out. Yes, nice hit, Cortland. 
So who who is locked into his seed? Bucks, Giants. Um, I don't know about anyone else. No one at the top of the AFC is currently locked into a seed. In fact, I don't think anybody in the AFC is locked into a seed. Yeah, that's why. Which means they're all playing in week 18 for something. That's good. But we have, like, the Chargers are locked into the five or six. And we don't yeah. know how much they're going to care about that. Oh, I, they should care. That's the difference between the Jaguars and the well, Bengals. Brandon Staley should do many things, but <laughs> he does not do a lot of those things. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, Eckler's been beat up. It'd be interesting. But I believe and I'm I'm right about the Giants and the Bucks, right? They're locked in. Four and six. Uh, yes. And if Philadelphia had won, then Dallas would have been locked in, but they didn't. So there's a chance that Dallas could get the the East. The ones they could get the one seed. They it, could get the one. They seed. could get the one seed with a Niners loss and an Eagles loss and a win, obviously. Okay. Okay. So that means that the Bucks have nothing to play for. They will definitely rest their guys. Uh, the Giants have nothing to play for. I would imagine they will rest their guys as well. And we expect to see Jalen Hurts next week. Let's do some fill in the blank. Blank was the biggest disappointment this week. Justin Jefferson. 100%. Okay, can we do someone else? Since I already stole that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, every, no matter who we give, it's going to be it's going to pale in comparison. You can make the case for Jerry Judy. Yeah. Ten PPR points, three. You know what? PPR points. How about Saquon yeah. Barkley. How about the Giants yeah, having one. one of their best games of the year? Barkley was six points or something like that. Did he even have a catch? Yeah. Twelve carries, fifty-eight yards, two catches for minus five yards. That was weird. Um, Deontay Foreman yeah. could fit in there too, but I had him in my lizard, so we okay. use him somewhere else. All right, blank was my best call this week. I don't have any idea. Yeah, take a I moved Mike Evans into my top. I think I put him 16th at wide receiver. Nice. That was pretty good. It's based on some info that we got. Oh, you know what? Something interesting happened on our show today. So we mentioned Tom Spencer's name all the time. Tom told us that there was no guarantee that Christian Watson was going to play, but that there could be limited snaps for him. I can look up how many snaps he had, but he ended up starting for Green Bay. And so I know that I spent a good portion of the 12 o'clock hour answering everybody's question with Christian Watson with not Christian Watson. Yeah. And so that ended up working out for the people who did not start Christian Watson, but it's not because he didn't play or because he was limited. Let me, I'm going to tell you what his snaps and routes were right now. Christian Watson played 36 snaps, ran 17 routes. So he was fairly limited. Yeah, that's good. No, he, uh, Tom Spencer's actually been <laughs> been a great resource. Now, great help. But yes. but there's one other thing. Watson had a couple of deep targets where it looked like he was close to catching for a touchdown, and he mm. didn't. So I think I think we got a little lucky if you sat Watson. I don't think so. I mean, like, I mean, if he catches one of those deep passes for a touchdown. He didn't though. You're, you're coming for our heads. And I think two of them. Nah, I don't know if they were. I don't know if they were on the same drive, but he didn't, and he wasn't nearly as targeted or nearly as involved. And he, you know, so I don't. I think you know you did well. Um, I'm very annoyed by Blank's performance, and I'm going to tell you who I had in mind for this, and it Good. was Aaron Jones. I mean, I've got two receivers. Don't you dismirch Aaron Jones? No, it was now. the whole. Like, every was, time he has a no, bad game, we have to talk about. 
Aaron Jones, like he's not actually a no, top twelve I running back. I love Aaron Jones. He's not gonna do it when he has a good game. He's like it was the whole it was the whole thing of not knowing. I just I just didn't feel like there was a way to accurately project what the what the Packers backfield was gonna do. And it was that whole thing was really frustrated and he he was amazing in this game. I mean, he didn't score, but he was the, he was the first hundred yard rusher all season against the Vikings. So that whole situation was was frustrating and annoying for me. Um I was very annoyed by Mike White's performance. Just um like there were a few times where Garrett Wilson got away from the defense and White yep. just it looked it reminded me of Baker Mayfield to DJ Moore earlier in the year. Like you've got this guy who's just made a great move and the ball's fourteen feet away from him. Dave, who who was annoying for you? Garrett Wilson was annoying because he had eleven targets and three catches and it was really terrible. Um, Heath had a fantastic stat on Greg Dorch every mm. time he played 70% of the snaps. It might have been you too, Azer. Um, every time no, he played me. at least 70% of the snaps, he was outstanding. <laughs> no, it was me. It was, so you said it on HQ. I said it on the podcast without knowing the stat. We ended up on the same stat. Okay. All right. Us. Well, the <laughs> the punk played eighty one percent of the snaps. He had ten <laughs> targets. He had four catches for fifteen yards. Yeah. Just an That's, absolute. That one is annoying. Horrible, but... horrible, horrible, annoying performance. I I am perfectly like if those are the types of things that I miss, I can live with that. We were right. He got the ten targets. Every other time, this has been good. The Cardinals thought David Blau was better than the quarterback he just played with. He probably was. It sucks. But the process was right on that call. Yeah, but the thing with Wilson was he did he did get open a few times, but he also did not get open on a lot of his targets. No, the, I meant the process was right on George. Yeah, George. No, but you could say the same for Wilson. But Mike yeah. White played very poorly. Also, we oh. really do have to give oh. Seattle's secondary credit. I mean, they are legitimately very good against wide receivers. Yep. Um, all right. Blank gave me a lot to think about for 2023. Does it have to be just from today? I, ideally. Cam Akers. Yeah. What if he I catches mean, that pass, Heath? Oh, <laughs> he's in my flex spot in the IDP league. Yes, he is. So, um, yeah. And he's in the Dynasty League for me. Yeah. How about that 40-yard Christian McCaffrey run where he was tackled at the one? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. uh, sorry. Akers, yeah. He, he had a 60-yard touchdown catch that he just dropped. I don't actually believe that. He what? did drop it, and it would have been a long play. But the the safety that was covering the receiver that was coming across was running directly towards his path, and Cam Akers is not that fast. I think he was blocked, though. I he was not. If he was being blocked, that would have been offensive pass interference. I think it's a touchdown. But either way, it would have iced, <laughs> it would have iced it for you at IDP. But okay, yeah. No. So what what are you thinking about him right now? Because obviously he's finishing very strong. I think the believe it or not, from two weeks ago was that he would be a top a uh, uh, pick in the first five rounds. Um. That's yeah, that seems, seems easy now. Almost certain. Yeah. And if they don't make a significant addition, like I don't think it's this is really reasonable, but if they went into the next year with Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, and Malcolm Brown as their three running backs, mm-hmm. then I think Cam Akers is a third round pick. Mm. Okay. Malcolm Brown sells a job in the league. It's cute. My, Hey, Malcolm Brennan had a 30-yard touchdown. Yeah, big run today. I know. I, and you know, too, because you started Cam Akers. <laughs> Look, I, I, it seems like Cam Akers has resolved his issues with Sean McVay. Hopefully, it means that he stays in L.A. all day. That's what uh, I'd say. Ken Walker gave me something to think about. 23 carries, 133 yards. He did not score, despite six of six snaps inside the 10 for Seattle. But he's a hell of a running back. 
didn't catch much in this game, but we've seen him catch four passes before. And I wonder how high he'll end up being among the running backs. I, I was working drafts. on my top 12s for next year that we do. I mean, not way too early, but like stupid too early next week. <laughs> Even HQ. way, way. Yeah, it's just dumber than too early. But, and there's so many running backs, Kamara, Cook, Chubb, that have shown yeah. a little bit of, uh, and they're going to be 28 years old next year. Throw and Henry in there too. Ranking those guys against Ken Walker, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall right. next year, now, <laughs> um, I think I want the young guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it oh, feels yeah. like there's a change. Did you say Dalvin Cook, by the way, yep. in that group? Yeah. Um, Kamara especially. I mean, I just feel like I don't know what's going on with Kamara, but um, not not good. He didn't have a bad game today or anything, but he just, you know. Taste, no. Taste you know, I almost wonder. Sean, Sean Payton's going to be on a different team coaching next year. I wonder if Kamara figures his way onto that squad. Yeah, unfortunately. And there might be a suspension coming along, by the way. I think that's so, more likely. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Alvin Kamara's career as a fantasy difference maker is close kind to of over. over. Yeah. Uh, blank will win the NFC. Philly. I agree. I thought Brock Purdy, is like, he... We're really close to being talking about him turning back into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. He, he got know. away with some really, really bad cho- choices today and still threw two picks. This could have been a four or five interception game and it wouldn't have been unlucky. He made some good throws too, but I guess I didn't see every, every, uh, every mistake there. All right, I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Dave, Eagles? Uh, they were my preseason pick, so I'm not going to change now. Hey, all right, good for you. Let's take a break. We got winners and losers next on FFT. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Heath's winners, Daniel Jones, DJ Moore, and Mike Evans. Daniel Jones with 40 smackaroos today against the Colts. Four touchdowns, two uh, rushing, two passing. DJ Moore with 117 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. And we already talked about Mike Evans. All right. Let's spend the rest of the show on Daniel Jones. Go. Oh, I think, I mean, this was a spectacular performance from him. He's now QB 10 on the season in total fantasy points. And he just made so many dollars, dollars <laughs> on dollars. You talk smackaroos. There was a report that came out before this game that the Giants were preparing to offer multi-year contracts to both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. They are going to break the bank to keep this dynamic duo together for the next four seasons. 
And Daniel Jones is going to be a high-end number two quarterback who will have spike weeks better than that because he probably has receiver help coming. I mean, you'd obviously want to draft a receiver for your franchise quarterback. Okay, yeah, he definitely is someone who's given me something to think about because the rushing, how many rushing yards is he up to now? Is he up to 500, 600? Is that too high? Um, 708. Holy cow. That's insane. That's my area code. (laughs) DJ Moore is coming on strong. Four of five games with Sam Darnold. Very good. And going into this game over the last four games, I think he was number two in fantasy points per target. And he finally got got 10 targets in this game. It's most in like two months. Uh, So he's looking good right now. And I hope you feel good about that, Heath. So well done. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I know like the best ball guys would say DJ Moore was a good draft pick, even though he was bad earlier in the year, because he did this in the playoffs when it matters, it was a good pick. Um, I'm not ready to go that far because it's, it's a much different equation when you're not playing best ball and you don't have somebody to cover your butt every time you're terrible. But yeah, I've got a uh, team that as long as Najee doesn't score 40 has DJ Moore and is going to be hoisting a, a championship. So nice. He, he definitely was on some, some championship winning teams. Yeah. He entered the week with 11.6 PPR points per game. And that was 14.5 in games that Baker Mayfield did not participate in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he crushed it. Uh, Dave's winners, Travis Etienne, nine carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown, and three catches for 32 yards at Houston. Uh, very light workload as they sat a lot of their starters late in the game. Jarek yeah. McKinnon is Not late in the game, two and a half yeah. quarters into the game. Jerry McKinnon set the record for most consecutive games with a receiving touchdown, and he caught, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he caught two today. Um, he only had two carries, but he had two touchdown catches and 52 receiving yards. And Amari Cooper we discussed. So what do you have to say about Etienne and McKinnon? McKinnon, it's, it's a great run. I don't think there's really anything that we could apply to next year unless the Chiefs still have him and they don't really have a good alternative at running back. And then you know that by the time December rolls around, you're going to want Jarek McKinnon on your team. But he's playing great and he's continuing to get all the high-value touches. You love to see it. And then ETN just proving to be an awesome fantasy running back, took advantage of a great matchup. Nice long touchdown run to help his um, fantasy stat line on Sunday against the bad Texans defense. And, you know, we're going to talk about Derrick Henry and, and how big of a role he's got for the Titans coming off of a week where he didn't play next week in week 18 uh, and that basically a playoff game against the Jaguars. Watch out for ETN, too. And I know it's not the easiest matchup for ETN, but if they, if they can get him into some space, he proved that he can break one for a long run. And, uh, yeah, probably another guy that you're going to draft. Do you draft him out of Cam Akers next year? I'm going to say easily. Here's, Which means he's going to be at least a high third round pick, if not easily into round two. I think he might be a round two pick. Here's my unpopular opinion. I, I didn't think was unpopular, but Twitter told me it was. Uh, mm. Travis Etienne should be the unanimous offensive rookie of the year. You're not a rookie. He yeah, he's be, not. He should be a rookie. I, this, you know, the it, only so- sport where you could just not play, never be on an active roster. He wasn't on the bench. He was inactive all season long. He played his first game week one of this season. He should be a rookie, and he should be the rookie of the year. You know, I believe that no, that's definitely what happened with Willis McGahee. Um, his rookie year was 1,128 yards, 13 touchdowns, 22 catches, and I remember thinking he should be rookie of the year. I remember like debating this with someone, and then somebody said, wait a second, he's not even a rookie because he missed his entire 
first season in yeah. the league. But if, 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 he didn't. This is his first season in the league. But yeah, but he's not right. But he's not eligible. Then. Um, it's an it interesting be. take. I I don't agree with it. I I think it should be just just real rookies who didn't have any coaching or any training camp or anything like that for a full year. Didn't get to learn from veterans for a full year. I think it should be just rookies. But. It's the only sport that's that way. I think. Is it? Definitely not baseball or basketball. Well, baseball is the most ridiculous. You can actually play as a as a first right. year and then be a rookie the next year. <laughs> baseball is ridiculous. All right, let's go to losers. Dave's losers are Ramondre Stevenson, who had eight carries for 42 yards, two catches for nine yards, and did not Ugh. have yeah, did not have the goal line role. Jerry Judy, Ugh. seven catches for 38 yards on eight targets, and Jalen Waddle. Three catches for 52 yards on five targets. Stevenson, Judy, Waddle, your losers. Waddle continued to struggle when Teddy Bridgewater played, and then Bridgewater got hurt. Skylar Thompson made everybody struggle in the Dolphins' offense once he came into the game. There's really not a whole else lot to say about that. Waddle's still somebody who will be an interesting pick among wide receivers. Will probably end up being a number two wide receiver in 2023 drafts, but not a top 12 guy. Uh, Ramondre. Played 56% of the snaps, played a ton of third and fourth down snaps. We said on the show, you're banking and hoping and praying that he gets a lot of targets and he puts up good numbers through the passing game with Damian Harris back. That's what he did earlier in the year. He did not do that. He did not have good numbers through the air. He did not have a great game. Damian Harris played almost half the snaps, three of five snaps inside the 10. It has made Ramondre a Ramondre. Remess, we'll call it a, a remess. I don't know what else I call it. Yeah. Mondress, that, that that makes no sense. Um, but it sucks if you started Stevenson. Helped you get to the fantasy playoffs and then let you down late in the year. Did you say they they ruined your Ramondre? No, it was not Ramondre day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. All right, he's no. losers. Devante floor man. Uh, we, we saw that today. Uh, 13 carries, 35 yards. Greg Dorch and Terry McLaurin. Two catches for 25 yards now. 11, no, let's see. What is this, 16 targets in his last three games? Yikes. Um, okay, anyway, uh, Foreman, Dorch, and McLaurin. We talked about Dorch already. Um, I'm okay. Like I hate that it happened this way, but I'm okay with the process that led to that decision, and it's probably just a process you're gonna have to live with. Um, Foreman, I'm trying to think. It's even more. Is it Gabe Davis with maybe one more good week than Gabe Davis had? It's amazing. You don't get boom bust running backs like that. Yeah. But he had four games that were just complete killers, and four or five games that were complete league winners. Um, I, I think he had a very narrow path to being relevant next year and playing well and winning this game was probably a part of that path. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. So keep talking about your Um, next guy. Who's uh, McLaurin. Oh, the sneeze went away. I hate when the sneeze goes away. God, is that <laughs> always happens way? when you're on the air, though. So yeah, I don't know why you were so like because I start worried. talking. If I just committed to the sneeze, I would have gotten it. But oh, I hate that. All right, Terry McLaurin. Now I'm a big loser, even bigger. Um, McLaurin, yeah, uh, terrible game. Yeah, freezing cold takes is gonna <laughs> play the clip of you saying you were going to sneeze. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I wonder I, a little bit like DJ Moore. 
Like, I still don't feel like we've seen the very best of Terry McLaurin that he can give us for an entire season. And we've definitely not seen Terry McLaurin with a competent NFL quarterback for an entire season. And I just, I hope that we get to see that at some point. I guess we kind of went through the same thing with Allen Robinson, but he at least had one peak year that was better than what McLaurin's given us. And Dotson had more targets, slightly more yards. You know, and I think there's a real risk that next year Dotson's better than McLaurin. Right. Yes. Yeah. I won't, yeah. Right. Moore's never had that type of competition, really. You know, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, they had their moments, but uh, this would be, this is competition for Terry McLaurin. It's a shame. I feel like he's going to live in wide receiver two land for forever. But that's not so bad, you know. But No, it's it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, goal line stuff. It was a weird Jamichael Hasty touchdown run in the beginning of the game. That was that was bizarre. Detroit. Detroit is funny. DeAndre Swift's allowed to touch the ball at you know the eight yard line, the six yard line. As soon as they're as soon as they're closer, it's Jamal Williams. Even maybe like the three yard line, they might give it to Smith. But it was Swift. really kind of like there were a lot of dumb things that happened for fantasy championship week, and I think you could argue the whole entire Jamal Williams season has been kind of dumb. But I do think it was fitting that as good as he's been, he had this type of game in the fantasy championship. Who Jamal Williams? Yes. Yeah. I wonder let me check his start percentage. It was fitting he got that touchdown. Huge game for him. I mean Yes. Was this a career high? I bet it was. Mm, one forty four is probably a career high. You want me to check? Sure. Forty five percent started Jamal Williams after three straight games with fewer than four fantasy points in any form. Thank you, Chicago Bears. Um, this was like we often make fun of things that we take from um, hard knocks and training camp reports and everything. But this was one of those things. You remember when they showed like Jamal Williams was a 15th round draft pick or something. (laughs) And they started showing on hard knocks, how much everybody loved that guy. And the coaches loved him. It was like, people were talking about Jamal Williams might get cut. And then we saw them at practice. It's like, Oh wait, Jamal Williams is a part of this team. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to touch the ball. Yep. He's he's a he's a glue guy, high energy, a lot of fun to be around. Um so he, he was definitely gonna make the team. He was a fourth round pick, not a fifteenth round pick. And no, hit the music at him. Fantasy draft. Hit the music, dude. Jamal Williams, career high. Uh, am I in doing fifteenth fa- round in fantasy draft? Oh. I don't know what the music I was, is. I was hoping for the game of the week music. <laughs> That's definitely not the sound that you make when you have a Jamal Williams gets I it. think <laughs> 144 rushing yards. Yes. And, and just like this, when he scores. <laughs> Career Jamal with three A's. How many <laughs> rushing yards does Jamal Williams have on the season now? He had 144 today? Mm-hmm. I believe he's, he's only up to 650. 850. Uh, hold on. He might no, he was at 850 coming into this Plus game. 144. So he's up he's to got 994. He's six yards shy of a thousand yard season. Uh, they're going to give it to him. He'll get that's uh, huge, uh, enormous game next week. By the way, that that could be the game of the week. That's Lions could Packers, end up being right? the Sunday night game. In fact, there's talk that it's already going. Yeah, happen. that's freaking awesome, and that's in Lambeau, so not as good for for golf. <laughs> they they were just game for Jamal too. Oh yeah, how about wow. that? Wow. Um, all right, let's move on here. The other goal line note was really just dead. A.J. Dillon, that was, I mean, he got the touchdown. Now he just served as the goal line back, basically. Um, okay, let's go to the games. Start with Atlanta 20 and Arizona 19. 
Tyler Algier, start of the week. Nice work, Tyler Algier. Got in the end zone. Nice game there. So did Cordero Patterson. Algier had, Algier had 20 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. One catch for 12 yards. Patterson had six catches today. London, a letdown. Five for 47 on eight targets. What do we got here, Heath? Believe it or not, Trey McBride, who had his breakout performance with seven catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets, will be the number one tight end for the Cardinals in 2023. I believe that he'll be the number one tight end for the Cardinals in 2023, but there are so many questions coming up about what's the offense going to be? Who's the quarterback going to be? Who's the coach going to be? But I think that's one piece of Arizona's offense that they've got settled is they've got this enormous tight end who can move pretty well and can catch short targets and turn them into, you know, nice plays. He's, he's a talented player. Okay, let's see. On the other side, uh, believe it or not, James Conner is a third round. Side. Oh, shoot. He's on the same side. They <laughs> are right. teammates, Tyler, McBride and James <laughs> Tyler Algier or James Conner? If, if you had a draft right now for next year, who gets drafted first? Conner. Mm. I think it's Conner, but it's they're, they're both probably going to be in timeshare situations. We could just see Conner overcome that. I, I McBride's would, got potential to be a really good fantasy tight end. Yeah. Way. Okay. All right. Kansas City twenty four, Denver twenty seven. Um, believe it or not, Russell Wilson's going to be just fine now that Hackett's gone. No, you know, because I was going to say earlier, I, they they could not possibly trade for Sean Payton. They do not have the draft. No, they don't have a first round that. pick. No way. So, and that's what New Orleans will absolutely want to have. That would be the one thing that would give me the most hope for him. But no, he played like crap today. I'm sorry. The, like this, he made some bad. Th- I don't know. That might be a little harsh. But he had his two- interception was horrible. Horrible. And the, he had a fumble that was bad. If I if I remember correctly, um, he had two rushing touchdowns. But I don't. I don't. I was a little disappointed with what I saw from Wilson. But I didn't see all that much. So I am not going to believe that that he's going to be just fine. I. I kind of expect that he's going to be pretty okay next year. The, guy, the line is a big deal. I mean, they have such a terrible line. Well, the other thing is that you're going to be able to draft Russell Wilson so late next year that if you if you take him in round 10 and you're wrong, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. He'll be your number two quarterback. Okay. Uh, what else from this game? Oh, let's talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, what do you guys make of this Two duds in a row now for Juju. I liked him this week. I thought, I thought as long as Mahomes had a respectable passing game, he's been a little low in the yardage a couple of games lately. That Juju would be really good, and it turns out Mahomes threw to everyone on the roster, including himself today. Uh, what did you think of this uh, performance from Juju? Um, I kind of like Deontay Foreman, only to a higher extent. I'm I'm a little worried if he doesn't have a big playoff run that we could get a third consecutive offseason of nobody really being that interested in Juju. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't go back to the Chiefs, um, I'm going to be he's going to be a a low end number 3 probably. I want to look up the snaps and routes for the Chiefs wide receivers if you could give me a second. Oh wow, Dave's telling us uh alerting us that Rappaport saying Teddy Bridgewater broke uh, broke a finger in his throwing hand. That's a shame, man. What a collapse this is for the Dolphins. I hope they can Pull out a win next week. Hmm. All right. So Kadarius Tony led the 40, the 49ers, led the Chiefs in receiving. He played 19 snaps, ran 15 routes. 
Juju, 37 snaps, 33 routes. MVS actually played more snaps and ran more routes in the game, but he obviously did not have very good numbers, although better than Juju. So we, we can't say that there's been a changing of the guard and that Kadarius is now the number one or anything like that. Sky Moore also was involved a little early, had some screen passes go his way. I am sure that what happens in the playoffs is that Mahomes is going to lean on Travis Kelsey and that Tony will have some plays and Nicole Hardman will be back and he'll make some plays. I think it's an uphill battle for Juju to gain some serious relevancy uh, in January and to be a, a quality player in fantasy next year. Okay. Travis Kelsey, as good as he was, five straight games without a touchdown to end the fantasy season. Detroit 41, Chicago 10. Oof. Believe it or not, the uh, trade for Chase Claypool was the worst one ever. <laughs> not the worst trade ever because we just talked about Russell Wilson, but a very bad trade for Chicago. And the the belief is that the Packers were going to offer a pick, maybe not a second-round pick, but a pick to get Claypool. And the Bears caught wind of it. They wanted Claypool, and so they upped the ante to beat the Packers to chase Claypool. Standard, typical Chicago Bears stuff. Good for Cole Komet, though. He caught a touchdown. Two catches, 27 yards. He was on his way to having a big game. He had the first touchdown uh, with like 10 minutes left in the in the first quarter, and then he did almost nothing the rest of the game. Well, we have to uh, – tonight I have to come up with my top 12 quarterbacks. Heath, you do as well because we're on HQ tomorrow, and that's what we're going to be discussing. Okay. So, look, I, it's not really going to matter to me, but Justin Fields, let's see, his last four games he had – the Packers game was 19.3. The Eagles game was 27.6. He had a wide open touchdown late in the game or else it was going to be a dud. 11.9 against the Bills in terrible weather. And then uh, 18-ish points in this game. I think 18.2. So it's not... With a very, 100 rushing yards, he had 18. With, with a, yeah, he with 132. He threw for 75 yards. So well, it's not going to bother me, but it is a it is a bad ending to this season for him. But yeah. They've got to go get a lot of help and make things a lot better. And I think I have him ranked fifth or fourth. Yeah. Four, fifth, I think. He's going to be up there. Right. Um, but that is assuming the Bears are going to do a lot of work. If they don't, he won't be that high. Uh, it's Who wants to play with Justin Fields? That's going to be what they try and sell people on that and the fact that they've got a ton of cap space that they can front load a contract for any wide receiver that's a free agent. Juju Smith-Schuster might that, be at the top that, of That would list be a good fit. Just a professional that will... Uh, yeah, professional route spots. runner. Yes. Just a good, reliable, short and intermediate target that he could use. Uh, Claypool only played 17 snaps, ran 15 routes. So Byron Pringle played more. Nikhil Harry played more. Equinemius St. Brown played more. The Bears have clearly thrown a lot of really yeah. solid resources at some really iffy wide receivers, and it's just not paying off. Yeah, and also a little bit of a whimper for Amandra St. Brown. Uh, it's 15.2 or fewer fantasy points in four straight games. This was the first one that really felt kind of bad. Four catches for 62 yep. yards. But I, I guess I just wonder if they just have so many mouths to feed, plus Jared Goff, who's fine. Um, I wonder where St. Brown goes. Is he a top? Is he a third-round pick right now, you think, in a 12-team league? Yeah, he'll at least be a third rounder, and some people will be excited to take him in full PPR as a second round pick. Yeah, he was looking like a surefire second round pick a month ago. All right, uh, let's go to our next game here Tampa Bay 30, Carolina 24. <laughs> Sorry, we got through a red zone trip for the Steelers without a Pat Fryermuth touchdown, so we can all 
for it a little easier <laughs> for a few minutes. Uh, uh, sorry, Tampa Bay 30, Carolina 24. Um, believe it or not, Mike Evans is fine, and you shouldn't have any concern about him being a high-end number two wide receiver next year. I've got concerns. I don't know anything about his situation. Yeah. If we knew that Tom Brady was definitely going to be back and that offensive line would get addressed, then I would say that I believe that. Yeah, it's. I think it's too early to say. Um, believe it well, or not, it's too early to say on almost everything we're talking about. Yeah, that's just yeah. I mean, there's Seriously. so many moving pieces. I, I think it's, it feels like there are starting to be some some doubts about Evans. You know, I mean, it, well, not this week. No, but but look what it took for him to have a monster game. The stars aligned very nicely, but it was still. Yes. I mean, 200 yards and three touchdowns is. Not Carolina just, just couldn't cover him. No. They did not have the players to match up with him. And when Brady had time to throw, he could just throw it long, and Evans made the play every time. All right, Easy. let's go to our next game here. That, that'll do it for that. Uh, Cleveland 24, Washington 10. Uh, believe it or not, the Washington Commanders are going to outbid the Indianapolis Colts for Derek Carr. <laughs> If Carr wants to go there, remember, Carr gets a say in where he goes. Yeah. So he might not want to go there. Um, what cold. happened with David Njoku? John Watson threw 18 he, passes for 169 yards. Yeah. Start with that. He, I believe he was <laughs> open not just for today, a touchdown. Though, this, like, he just kind of well, went to... Uh, all right, so, so Watson's played five games. He's thrown for fewer than 170 yards in four of them. Yeah. He just can't. 49 snaps, 21 Watson. routes for Najoku. He played all game long. And I I mean, I wouldn't even say Watson played poorly in this game. I didn't watch all that much of it, but he only threw 18 passes. You know, 18 right. passes for 169 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, the Cooper yak was was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Touchdown to Peoples-Jones wasn't bad. Yeah. It was right in front of the end zone. Peoples-Jones dove in to finish the play. A bigger mystery for me, not mystery, but a bigger disappointment is Brian Robinson. Just kind of like Zeke, right? If you told me Zeke was going to get 19 carries, I would have thought huge game. Robinson, 24 carries against the Browns, finishes with with 8.7 fantasy points. The worst part about it is that he had something like 18 carries in the first half. So he was probably exhausted by the time they got to the third quarter. And then they were behind by the time the third quarter ended. It was 17-7, and it seemed insurmountable at that point. For Washington to come back, and they uh, they had to start using more of Jonathan Williams in the run game. Anything else in this game, guys? We talked about McLaurin already. Yeah. One more thing on the joke is just the other than last week with who did they play? Who did the Washington play last week? I believe Kittle? they played yeah, Kittle, uh, right? The Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have been the best against tight ends this year. So for what that's worth, they went into last week number one. Kittle destroyed them. I think they were like number five coming into this game. Uh, Giants thirty-eight, Colts ten. So we talked about Daniel Jones. Give me a Pittman. Um, Give me some Pittman. Yeah, I don't know, like because Pittman's entirely dependent on who his quarterback's going to be. Is he still the number one receiver there? Do they make a play for a quarterback and a wide receiver? Or do I, they already have that wide receiver on the roster? I, I have no idea. Like the, their decision making has been so insane this season mm-hmm. um, that it's hard to guess what they're going to do. I think Pittman's stuck in that high end number three wide receiver range until we see something 
positive happen for his value. Believe it or not, Saquon Barkley should be the number two running back in fantasy drafts next season. I haven't really thought about it, but he's going to be up there. No, I can't put him ahead of Eckler. How old is Eckler going to be next He'll year? He'll be 28 next but year. But he's a different yeah, kid. He, he's different. There's a chance he can lose a little he's bit a more work. He's a guy who barely carries the ball. You know? I mean, he's got such a light workload for someone his age. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me as much with him. I'm a, I've been a pretty big Alec Pierce guy ever since I saw him as a prospect. I'm not drafting Pierce ahead of Barkley, Dave. I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm not either. In fact, I might not take Alec Pierce until my last pick. But Alec Pierce will be in the conversation to be a last pick in the draft. Um, believe it or not, one of the Giants' current wide receivers will have a starting job in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> you know who might? I'm not messing around when I say this. I think Isaiah Hodgins is good. You like him. I do. Big physical receiver. Good in the red zone. Jones clearly trusts him. I think he's doing a lot of the stuff that they were hoping that Kenny Galladay would do. He catches everything. What was his catch rate going into the game was seventy-seven. Well, I know you're not talking about Galladay. No, 77%. And it's not like he's like a well, his yeah, his, his A dot is nine point four. And his catch rate is seventy-seven percent. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Hodgins has a chance to to be a starter for the Giants next year. Uh, he's came over from Buffalo, so he's a Dable guy. All right, next up, um, Jacksonville thirty-one, Houston three. Oh, I don't want to make this about the. I got one if you don't. Dumb Jacksonville wide receivers. They're not dumb, but their numbers were today. Um, believe were. it or not, Travis Etienne is a. First round pick next year. No, we already talked about it. I I don't think I'm going to have him as a first round pick next year. Uh, ETN or Brees Hall next year? I'm going to be nervous about Brees Hall because he's coming off of an ACL. I think it's ETN. I think it's ETN too. Believe it or not, the Texans will not have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Oh, well, who else could it be? The Broncos? It could be the Bears because of the Broncos. The Broncos traded their pick for us. Oh, Russell. I meant the Seahawks. Definitely that, not going to be the Broncos. Pick. Could be the Bears. The Texans play the Colts next week, and the oh, Texans no. have been trying all season. They've been trying. Do they try in Week 18 to get a win? And the Bears are playing the Vikings. The Vikings are coming off an embarrassing loss. They're going to beat the Bears. Do the Texans botch it? If the Texans win, they're three thirteen and one, and the Bears and lose, the they're three Bears and fourteen. Lose, they're three and fourteen. But but here's the thing: the, are the Bears going to take a quarterback? No, no way. I don't think They'll so. They'll trade the pick. Unless they find somebody who gives them a package or Justin Fields, and they might. I mean, they, they, you know, they could they're, take they're it right. They could trade decision. Fields and take a quarterback because I think CJ Stroud definitely they a better absolutely prospect. do that. They should. And they will that. get a lot of. They will get a lot of <laughs> offers for Fields. They could do it. They could take Stroud. Or Bryce. I mean, this isn't the worst year to have the, the the number two pick, but historically, quarterbacks taken number two are terrible, terrible in the NFL. There's been almost no good ones except Donovan McNabb. Um, the last one was uh, Zach Wilson, I believe. Zach, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, they just horrible history. It's very strange. Um, sorry, anything else on this one? Yeah, I mean, what do you like? Do you make anything of the Jaguars passing game or just bad circumstances? Like, Christian Kirk's an interesting player going into next year. Well, who's who do you think the number one receiver is going to be in Jacksonville next year, Adam? I don't know. I look, it's a lot to ask of Ridley, I think, but I, I don't know. Could be Ridley. 
They could go I think it's going to be a no number one wide receiver situation. I think you might, if the roster remains the same, you might have four guys who get more than 100 targets and nobody who gets 120. I don't see it that way. I think Ridley can get to the, I think Ridley can get 120 if he's Calvin Ridley. Well, so that's the if we I mean, we're not going to. I think Deshaun Watson has just shown you that's not fair to expect. <clears throat> yeah, except Deshaun. Well, yeah, Deshaun was away from the team during the season, and it might be easier for a receiver. And remember, it's not like he's suspended and can't come back until October or something like that. He's going to be able okay. to participate in OTAs theoretically. He's got to get permission from the league. And he's he's got to get kind of old. Allowed. He is a little old, but took a year off. So he's going to be fresh. You're going to be talented. Is he Heath? Are you taking Calvin Ridley with one of your first five picks? No chance. I am absolutely doing it. It might be my fifth pick, but absolutely. All right. Uh, the next game is New England twenty-three, Miami twenty-one. Uh, by the way, sorry uh, if you are playing in the next week or going to play DFS. Just know that Raheem Mostert ended the game, I think, with eight catches. Five of them came from uh, Skyler, Skyler Thompson. Thompson. So go ahead, Heath, what do you got? So there's some sort of connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, if you are playing into Week 18, Tyreek Hill's the only player on either of these teams that you should start. Yeah, uh, yes. I don't think I can start Waddle with Thompson. Mm-hmm. I'd be nervous enough to start Hill. Can't start Ramondre right now. No. I agree with nope. this. I like it. Jacoby Myers, maybe? Maybe Myers, maybe Tyquan Thornton. He got a lot of targets, a lot of downfield targets. Mac made some good throws. He was not a total embarrassment for the first uh, time. At, he's at Buffalo next week. Jacoby so. Myers, by the way, did leave with a shoulder injury. Mm. Yeah, on the touchdown, he got hard on start his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next game is New Orleans 20, Philadelphia 10. Oh, we've talked a lot about this one. Um, Olave? I was going to say Miles Sanders. Believe it or not, Miles Sanders might not be a starting running back in the NFL next year. He'll be a part-timer. He'll, he'll, he'll be in a committee. He'll be a 1A or a 1B. I, I, just think, like, I just think that it's not like he's doing anything wrong, per se. Except for the fumbles. Yeah, that doesn't help. But he's still a good running back. He just His role stinks with Philadelphia. They, they don't throw him yeah. the ball, and then he just... There's no well, rhyme he's also or reason been really bad at that, right? Like that's the reason yeah. they don't throw him the ball. Maybe I mean some teams just like having a third down back, but that could be. But yeah, I I, I hope he aver- gets. About, yeah, go ahead. What I consider average for an NFL running back is six yards per target. Uh, Miles Sanders is at three point one this year. He was at four point six the year before, and he was at three point eight the year before that. That's bad. Um, all right, how about, believe it or not, Devontae Smith will be the best Eagles wide receiver next year? I hope so. You do? Dynasty? My YOLO team has uh, Devontae Smith, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson are my top three wide receivers. Um, I don't believe that, but it's really close. Last year when you guys were tanking, it was uh, you only lose once. Except every week. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle twenty three, Jets six. Um we did we do Geno Smith will be a starting fantasy quarterback next year. No, we didn't do that. I got a did he crack your top twelve? 
Uh, he did not. No, I don't think he'll crack mine either. But I bet he gets drafted. And but he didn't probably... crack anybody's top 12 this year, and that didn't have anything to do with him. Right, I know. He's going to make us look bad. <laughs> He'll end up being good. And he's got a hell of a receiving core to throw to. I just don't know if that's going to be the full plan for what they do in Seattle. He's the, the only quarterback besides Josh Allen to top 20 fantasy points against this defense since week three? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It was a weird game, though. It was all early. After the first quarter, he did very little. The wide receivers were horrible. He got the tight ends going, though. Uh, it was a weird game. But also, I went back. I watched him last week at the Chiefs because the numbers weren't bad. I didn't think he played so poorly. I was, yeah. It felt like the narrative was going to be Geno Smith is, you know, as, we, as we've been saying, turning into a pumpkin. But right. I don't think that's what's happening. I think he's fine. He's good. He's worth drafting, for sure. I think he could be in that Cousins range. Cousins didn't make my top 12 either. Neither did Rodgers or Brady. Yeah, Smith will run a little more than those guys. Um, that's it for this game, I think. Hey, I, it is interesting when you look at DK Metcalf this year. He has stunk in bad matchups, you know. And I don't really know what that's to do. Kind with of that. in his career, right? I, it's definitely against Arizona. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I think I think there is a little bit of that. Yeah. Because I think for a while San Francisco had been pretty hard on him too. What do you end up with today? One catch for three yards on five targets. And that is that is an all-time fantasy championship dud right there. So Tyler Lockett came in with a plate and screws in his hand and left early due to a leg injury and scored more fantasy points than DK Metcalf. Yeah. And no, he was not shadowed by Sauce Gardner either. He saw plenty of Sauce Gardner, but not shadowed. Covered in sauce. Covered. Ooh, I made barbecue chicken drumsticks tonight. It's very good. You would have liked them. San Francisco 37, Las Vegas 34. Do you ever feel bad when you tell me that you made barbecue something and you don't own a grill? So, like, you I definitely did not barbecue anything? Well, it had barbecue sauce on it. Okay. It was barbecue chicken wings. That I, I don't need a, a grill for that, right? Okay. I could do that in the oven. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I I baked barbecue chicken wings. I think we, we, I would say that. that. Yes. I, they, but I they, made barbecue chicken wings. Some people might think that you barbecued them. An hour ago, Adam okay. said, we need to make this a fast show <laughs> under an hour. We've now reached the point of the show where we're talking about barbecue chicken. I was doing that for you, Dave. I thought you'd be interested in the barbecue chicken wings. I'm interested in eating, not making. <laughs> Very easy to make. Okay, on the in the oven. Bra- also, I sent you something in the in our chat. San Francisco, what? Okay, uh, San Francisco. It's more for Thomas to post. San Francisco and the Raiders. San Francisco and... Um, I guess, I mean, we don't have to have anything about Stidham, I guess, but he was awesome. He was really good. Like, do we think Jarrett Stidham gets an actual chance no. to? What if he does this again next week? No. This is just all a fluke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, believe it or not, Devontae Adams, first round pick. Next year? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I'm not ruling it out. What if his quarterback is Tom Brady? He's obviously still, obviously still incredible. I, he really, I was yeah. worried about him and didn't draft him at all. He, he's amazing. Okay, uh, Chargers and Rams. Chargers 31, Rams 10. So we did Cam Akers. We talked about Austin Eckler. Um, I think we did Baker Mayfield last week. Higby, give me a break. Um, 
Three catches for 11 yards on four targets for Higby. Gross. Yeah, that was a bad game. It looks sounds very much like a tight end. Who in this game matters? Like that Mike Williams. Him? Believe it or not, that Mike Williams catch was, uh, I don't know, awesome. top three catch of the year? Mm, doesn't feel like it. It was, was a great incredible. catch, though. The combination of the toe tap with the one-handed reach behind your head was incredible. It was good. It was good. Um, and he now... So this is what, uh, 16.4 PPR fantasy points. So coming into the game, Mike Williams had played 10 healthy games. Didn't count week 11. Um, four games with 113 or more yards. Three games with 67 to 86 yards. And three games with 17 or fewer yards. So this was actually none of those things. This was 94. Hmm. Uh, one of his better games. But he was as boomer bust as it gets, man. He lived up to his reputation. Uh, uh, Green Bay 41, Minnesota 17. Um, believe it or not, A.J. Dillon's never going to be a must-start top 12 running back. Believe it. What if Jones got hurt? In those situations, yes. In a favorable matchup on top of that, yes. Well, I'm just saying... That over the course of a season. Yeah, let's say Jones got hurt, won the lottery, and retired. Oh, over the course of a season, then... Of course, he's going to have his moments. No, but I'm, I thought you were for, talking about like next August. Are we going to take him as a top twelve running back, or maybe the year after? Would we do it? That's, that's think, what I'm saying. There will not be a time where he is right. viewed as a top twelve running back, other than a, maybe a weekly weird situation. Right, right. Weird situations, notwithstanding, the answer is no. I don't believe it. No. I don't. I think that if if Aaron Jones had missed the season starting in week five or something like that. Dylan probably would have been close to a top 12 running back. It may not have been pretty or efficient, but I think he would have gotten that. Right. That's a weird thing that happens. I, no, know I mean, for he's a not f- better than he is. What's that? I don't know why he's not been better than he has been this yeah. year. I don't like think he's, he's as explosive. Even his good stretch has just been Ezekiel Elliot Ng. Yep. Volume. I wonder yeah. if he's the kind of guy that needs a lot of work to, you know, Reaches potential. I mean, like almost every running back that doesn't have explosiveness. Yes. Yeah. I think he. I think what we've seen is he definitely needs a lot of work to score a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. He needs to wear people down. You know. Yep. And guess what? Packers saved him for late in the year when teams are worn down. Uh, agree Still or disagree? Still had more snaps today than Aaron Jones. Played more on third and fourth downs, or as much. Agree or disagree on this one? Aaron Rodgers has been playing well recently. But the fantasy points don't support that. I agree. Playing well relative to the average NFL quarterback, I would agree with. Playing well on the standard that Aaron Rodgers has set, no. If you're the 49ers, you're in the three seed right, right now. Who is the team? You obviously want the Washington Commanders. The 49ers are the two seed now, right? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. You're the 49ers. You have the two seed. You right. obviously want to play the Commanders. Which team do they're, you not? They've been eliminated. Yeah. They've been eliminated? They're out. Oh, they're wow. I'm sorry. Okay. Ron which, Rivera yeah, you and Ron same. Rivera had no yeah. idea. Really? Same thing in the press conference. We could be eliminated? No. I had no idea. Oh, my. You something you in either. common with Ron All right, Rivera. So, um, who do you Where's not? Where's all takes exposed for this? Who, who, do you, <laughs> who do you not want to face? Um, in the NFC? Yeah, is it the who do you not want? Who Look at that thing? Who would you rather face, I guess? Would you rather face the Lions or the Packers? If I'm San Francisco? Yeah. 
I would rather face the Lions than the Packers. The Agreed. Seahawks is the team I don't want to the face. The Seahawks, that's the one I was forgetting. I'm sorry. No, if I'm the Niners, I don't mind the Seahawks. I've done well against the Seahawks this year. Oh, they just paced. They just embarrassed the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I'm San Francisco, I'll take any of them. It's really hard. I say this as someone who's done it recently. It's hard to beat a team three times, even if they're just a mediocre sub-500 team. <laughs> Very good, very good. All right, so it's the Seahawks, Packers, Lions. So what is the deal here? The, the Packers are in with a win? Yes. The Lions are in with a win? The Lions, I believe no, they that need can't some be. help on top of it. That can't be the case, right? Because otherwise okay. otherwise the Seahawks would be eliminated. Correct. So the Seahawks I have no be, idea what the rules are. The Seahawks are in if the Lions win and the Seahawks win. That's my guess. Uh, I believe that's correct. The Lions are in. And the Lions are in if they win and Seattle loses. Right, right. Okay. Seattle plays the Rams. Okay. All right, folks. Congratulations on your championship. If you didn't win one, congratulations on an amazing season anyway. Thank you for listening to us. Don't stop listening to us. We've got episodes all year long, including tomorrow, Beyond the Box Score. For Dave and Heath and Thomas, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you later on Fantasy Football Today. Oh, and look at that. Uh, John Mechie wins a championship for James Johnson II in our YouTube channel. Awesome. All right. Good night, everybody. See you later. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.